Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. This episode of the Art of Manliness podcast is brought to you by Online Great Books. If you've made a goal for yourself to read the great books of the Western world, but have had trouble following through, check out Online Great Books. It's an online platform. You sign up. They're going to mail you a physical copy of the book that you're assigned that month. They're going to provide you a reading schedule and send you reminders on how you should read so you can keep pace. Then at the end of the month, you're going to have a online video seminar where you can discuss the book with other people in your group. So if you want to learn more about this, go to onlinegreatbooks.com. And when you're ready to sign up, use code AOM at checkout. You can save 25 percent on your first three months. Again, onlinegreatbooks.com, code AOM at checkout, save 25% on your first three months. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Brett McKay here and welcome to a holiday edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. Well, because Christmas is this Friday, we decided to invite a special guest on the podcast. Santa Claus is our guest today. Well, at least a guy who works as a Santa Claus. His name is Santa Dave, or Dave Davis. Santa Dave is a member of the Art of Manliness community, and he does work as works and appearances as Santa Claus. He lives in Ohio, and he's a member of the Amalgamated Order of Real Bearded Santas. So none of that fake beard Santa stuff. Dave, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, well, Santa Dave, thank you for taking uh, the time out of your, I'm sure, your busy schedule to come talk to us. We really appreciate it. So um, are you ready to get started with the questions? I'm ready. Excellent. Well, well, Santa Dave, how and why did you become a Santa Claus? Well, it, it's kind of interesting. I've actually been doing Santa work since I was in high school on different things uh, with the fake beard. And, excuse me. Um, we don't use the term fake beard anymore. We use uh, designer beard is a, is a better term. <laughs> <laughs> but I was doing that in high school for some different things and some different areas over the years, uh, some church and that. And then a few years ago, I want to say about 2004, I actually had a couple weeks vacation for the first time in a long time, and I just kind of let my beard grow and didn't shave. And it started coming in in a grayish, pretty good. And I said, ah, I just wonder what will happen with it. And so I sort of let it grow for a while. And um, at the same time, there's actually a very personal reason why I do the Santa now. Um, I had a younger sister named Judy who was going through a bout with breast cancer. And when I went to pick her up right before Christmas at Zion Hospital in outside of Chicago, uh, she made a comment about how I was good-looking Santa, and they actually put a little Santa hat on me, and the nurses came in and took my picture with my sister and et cetera. And um, so it was kind of neat. took my sister home. She actually passed away two days after Christmas. And um, so I just decided to keep it and keep going on as being Santa, kind of as a little bit of tribute to her and and it's just been a blast. 
mean, it's just been a lot of fun. So I wonder why I didn't do it earlier. So <laughs> so that's been, how and why I became Santa. <laughs> wow, so you've been doing it since 2004, so that's almost what, five years? With, yeah, with the real beard. With the real beard. Okay, and yep. so your work's kind of unique, Santa Day, that you don't usually do the typical department store Santa work. Can you tell a little our readers a little bit about what sort of Santa work you do? Oh, absolutely. Um, I do mainly charities. I also do some private parties, and and not to sound selfish, but the reason why I do some private parties is Santa isn't free. You know, I go I go through a dry cleaning bill about two hundred and fifty dollars in the month of December. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, because especially with the H one N one, I have to be conscious. Of that, so I wash the suit after every day, but. Um, I do some private parties, but mainly, like I said, charity. I've done work for boys' clubs and girls' clubs, for cancer wards in the local hospitals, for hospice. I just did one fairly recently that was very uh, moving. That was for the Autism Society of Dayton, and there were 34 autistic children that I met with that night. There were one or two that did have a little problem with it, but the majority, like 30 of them, uh, we're able to spend some time with Santa, and that, that was very fulfilling, rewarding. And I've also done a lot of assisted living facilities and other things like that o- over the course of years. So during the Christmas season, you will mainly see me at social events, um, public events for charities and different things. I do I deliver for mobile meals. I've also um, did some mobile meal deliveries with Santa. And that that was a trip. I think one lady almost had a heart attack when she opened the door, and there was Santa with a bag of food for her. <laughs> so, so those are the those are the sites of Santa work I do. Well, fantastic. And I also I'm a, I'm also a storyteller. So I actually have a relationship with a local coffee shop here. That's kind of neat. I'll do mainly on Sunday evenings. I'll do a um, couple hours. A uh, very low pressure. I mean, we don't have any photographers or anything. The kids can come in at their pace and uh, kind of get familiar with Santa. And I tell a story for a while. And very fun, festive. Um, there's probably been a dozen kids over the course of the last couple of years that, when they walked in the door, were terrified. And by the end of the night, they were sitting on my lap. Um, because, like I said, the, the, one of the reasons I don't like doing the malls is it's a meat market. You know, they rush the kids in, grab them, throw them on Santa's lap, and say, you love Santa, and here's this big bearded guy going, ho, 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 and the kid starts crying his head off. And it's not really good for anybody. So. so so Santa, Dave, what's the best part of the job of being Santa Claus? All can I say, I'm Santa. I mean, Santa is big. <laughs> I mean, just being Santa is something that speaks for itself. I don't know if there's really a, a way to describe it better than that. I, I do get a chance to uh, share Christmas with a lot of people and be a part of their Christmas. And some families, I've been a part of their Christmas for several years now and uh, build a nice relationship, and it, it's just great. And, and also being being a Christian, et cetera, it's good to be able to uh, spread spread the birth of Jesus and et cetera at that time frame. Well, fantastic. And are there any downsides to the job? Well, I guess if I wanted to nitpick, there'd probably be a, a few of them. Sometimes there's some weird hours, and you know, sometimes I I overbook myself a little bit. But uh, no, there's there's really no no bad parts. I've not had any problems with any of my um, I'll say clients, for lack of a better term, yet. And again, it, it's it's being Santa. Yeah. Fantastic. It's great. So I'm sure yeah. right now... Now, I do say, and it's not a bad part, but it's kind of interesting, teenage kids love to tell me I'm Santa. <laughs> uh, they go, okay, and they say, hey, you're Santa. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Well, I'm I'm sure right now that you're just your your schedule's just booked um, here and from now until Christmas. What do you do the rest of the year? Well, actually, I am a project manager with AT and T, and I've been in project management for many years. I'm actually uh, there's an organization called the Project Management Institute. I don't know if you're familiar with them or not, but it's the global certification standard for project managers. And I've been involved in their executive offices and do a lot of uh, public speaking, professional development days and things like that in the project management arena. Also, I do curriculum work for the University of British Columbia on their program project management curriculums. And then, like I said, I'm also a project manager for AT&T, a large-scale international customer where we actually tie our applications together. And just to give you an idea, if there's a, I'll say American Express has a circuit go down and they're not able to get transactions from a city to another city, that's real money for them. So we actually build interfaces where we're able to notify them that something's down and what we're doing to fix it and when it comes back up and et cetera, et cetera. Well, cool. Does this job give you kind of flexibility this time of year to do your Santa work? Absolutely. Um, Yeah. It's a global job. So, you know, there's a lot of mornings at 2 a.m. I'm on conference calls with folks in Cyberjaya or India or those places. But, like I said, it does give me some flexibility then because sometimes I'm able to slip out at 3 o'clock and do a nursing home or something like that. Very cool. Now, Santa Dave, if a man is interested in becoming a Santa Claus, uh, because it is, I mean, it's a really manly job. Um, right. What advice would you give them? Well, first of all, they, they do have to have the passion. If they think, you know, I, I can make a few bucks around December by being a Santa Claus, if they don't have the passion, it, it won't work. Um, so first of all, they have to have the passion for the job. The other thing, advice, start out small. Uh, maybe be Santa at a local Cub Scouts or Girl Scouts or something like that. Uh, you can get a fairly reasonably priced um, designer suit, you know, one from uh, a Walmart or something like that with the fake beard, and just do the little ones. Uh, you may or may not want to charge. A lot of my I don't do uh, for charge. I do charge sometimes, as I said, I have pretty significant dry cleaning and other costs of doing business. But I'd start start small with that. Um, there's a couple different websites out there. Uh, there's a Fraternal Order of Santas, of which we welcome people with or without uh, bearded Santa that, that are portrayed apart. And there's a couple other clause nets and et cetera that are out there to, to get some ideas and hints. I'd say if you're willing to start out with um, the, the smaller things, and there's a lot of opportunities you know, to do some private parties and et cetera, especially around Christmas Eve and that, um, be involved in your choir things like that just sort of you know let people know start on the grassroots area and if you like it and you want to go with the beard then then do the beard um it can take you a good six to nine months to grow the beard so it's an acceptable level but uh, that's starting in march I, I started mine actually in june the first year i was a santa so um but i think i have a little overdose of testosterone in my body so <laughs> <laughs> that helps but no de- definitely start start local and some little things like i said the cub scouts girl scouts nursing homes are always looking for people to come and, and play santa um and what's neat about with the assisted living facilities and that is those folks know some of the old carols and some of the older things that perhaps aren't as well known today uh, children today i would say are a little bit 
more up to speed with songs like Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Jingle Bells. Why, if you try to pull something like an Up on the Housetop or Winter Wonderland or things like that, they look at you kind of strange. Why, the older people tend to know those songs. Do you need the holly jolly belly that shakes when you laugh like a bowl full of jelly, or is that not necessary? It's really not necessary anymore. There's some places out there that are into the skinny Santa or the fit Santa. And actually, I've been fortunate that since I started Santa, I've actually lost in the neighborhood of 50 pounds wow. and hadn't hurt me, hadn't hurt my work at all. Well, if I'm uh, correct, it uh, wasn't like the Victorian Santa skinny and like the, I don't know, somehow the, the American Santa Claus kind of became the holly jolly guy that we all know. Right. Well, actually, the line in um, The Night Before Christmas was a ripe, jolly old elf, and that's kind of where it came from. But, yes, the Victorian Father Christmas and Sinterklaas and that in the, the Dutch area, they were all thin, scraggly woodsmen. I mean, they were almost wizard-like um, in their appearance. Hmm. And and, I, I noticed on your website that you actually make appearances as, as different types of Santa Claus. Yes, I do. Can you, what, what are some of these Santa Clauses you appear as? Well, I, I do one, as I call it, the Middle Earth Father Christmas. Um, J.R.R. Tolkien, who everybody knows is the writer of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and et cetera, actually published a series of letters that he wrote to his children as Father Christmas through the uh, 20s and up into the war. So one of mine, I, I was able to pick up a Santa suit that had half moons and stars on it, kind of wizardish. So one of my... Uh, personas is the Father Christmas of Middle Earth, where I talk about the J.R.R. Tolkien stuff, and that, that kind of influences things, because he had polar bears with him at the North Pole, and he actually had gnomes that were uh, evil um, opponents to him and some other things. I also do a more of a Victorian Father Christmas. Um, I'm fortunate that I have a wife who loves to sew, I'm unfortunate that I have a wife who, wife who likes to play dress-up her husband. <laughs> um, but the nice thing about that, my wife has made me a couple costumes or uniforms, whatever term you want to use, as both Santa Claus and the Father Christmas. And she did a green Victorian Father Christmas, which has been very well received. I've done several banquets and different things like that. I, I did a local opera house uh, fundraiser for their Tories for Tots is uh, the Victorian Father Christmas. I told a story about the little boy who walked under Scrooge's window on Christmas morning and went and got the turkey and, and some of those things. I've, I've had a lot of fun with that persona also. And then the traditional American Santa. And there's a couple different flavors of him. Um, you know, realistically, the storyteller has one approach. And if I'm just going to be doing gift giving or things like that, I'll, I'll have a little bit different approach. And then there's one that kind of leads carols and some of that. It's, um, a little bit more of a lounge singer type of guy, <laughs> but it's fun. And uh, the thing is, it's Santa, and there's usually a festive mood to start with. So I just try to build upon that festive mood that's already there. Well, fantastic. Well, speaking of festive mood, any last-minute tips on getting into the holiday spirit from the the big man himself? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think the holiday spirit gets into you. Mm. I think what you have to do is just relax and just go with it, and you know, don't stress over anything here. Um, you know, there's no such thing as the perfect gift, so don't worry about trying to get the perfect gift. Um, if the person's not appreciated what you give them, you know, kind of brush off your dirt off your shoes and go on. Um, 
be comfortable with yourself, and I think the spirit will find you. And enjoy it. Get out and do things. Go to the local light shows or drive around the neighborhood and look at the decorations or other things like that. You know, um, go to the video store. You don't have it. Rent. It's a Charlie Brown Christmas. Pop some popcorn. Heat up some cocoa and put it in the DVR and sit and watch that. And those, those little things, uh, the memories. I, as I tell people, I, Christmas spirit will find you whether you want it or not. And it's just if you want to let it in. Is, is really the issue. And if you just relax and just kind of enjoy and don't read too much into it, don't try to make it more than it is, I think you'll have a great time. Well, fantastic. Well, Santa, Dave, thank you again for your time, and I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. I do, too, and I hope you have a very Merry Christmas, and I will see you Christmas Eve, but you probably won't see me. And uh, thanks for all the wonderful manly tips you've given on the website to be able to do gifting and all that for the manly men out there. So. Well, <laughs> you're very welcome. Thank you, Santa Dave. Okay. Well, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, and we will see you Christmas Eve. Our guest today was Dave Davis, also known as Santa Dave. And Santa Dave is a professional Santa Claus. And you can find out more about his work at christmas-lore.com. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And from all of us at the Art of Manliness, we wish you a very safe and a very Merry Christmas. We're snuggled up together like two birds of a feather ought to be. Let's take that road before us and sing up the chorus or two. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.